Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 3, Episode Number 6, The Best of Times, The Worst of Times. I am your host, John McStravick. I am joined here by my co-host, Alex Katzeff. How you doing, John? Hello, Alex. We're back at it again, Episode Number 6. This might be a record for me for most podcasts in a row, so I'm pretty happy about this one. So, uh, let's get right to it. No time for small talk. Uh, let's get into our weekly recaps. Uh, go ahead. I would like to know how did you do with your three leagues? Yeah, I went one and two, so I'm not too happy about it. Mm, all right. Yeah. That's your first time going below, uh, two wins in a, in a week. That's, that's uh, you kind true. of seem like going downhill each week. You went, didn't you go three and oh, the first week, two and one, the second week, and now you're one and two the third week. Yeah, no, I haven't really put the, uh, the effort into figuring that out. Nope, I haven't looked at that trend, but thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I don't know, man. You started off strong, but so what was the uh, where was the win from? What league did you have your win in? Uh, the one where I had Philip Lindsay, actually. Oh, I, he went off. <laughs> Who would have known that one? That was. <laughs> I honestly had to play him. I don't have that many running backs in that league, and uh, you know, I honestly, I think that is one of the best feelings, though, in fantasy football when you are down to like a scrub that you just have to start and out of nowhere he just like goes off so what do i do do i yeah that is a great feeling it, what do i do i trade him immediately though i mean should i immediately start putting out trade feels because he's not going to do that again right yeah you, you you trade that guy if you can trade him absolutely see if there's got to be at least one sucker in your league looking to thinking he's going to cash in on a, a right running back on the who app. do i ask for that'll depend on who's in your league and who who's willing to give up something. I mean, there's, there's a wide range of skill and uh, expertise in leagues. So I, uh, that one's hard to say. I don't know. I I'd say you try to find like a wide receiver three for him or something like that. Cause like, think about that. You got You're getting a depth, either you're picking up a wide receiver three that you fill in right away or a depth pick for yourself as the, uh, and once the bye weeks start coming in. Right, and then the problem is I uh, drafted Melvin Gordon, so that uh, that kind of bit me. Because you know us, we don't go heavy running. So back what league early. is this? Is this 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 is an honor? We don't go this heavy running backs early, so it's what running backs we think for a value, and Melvin Gordon was a value pick. So yeah, uh, yeah, he and he doesn't. From everything it looks like, he's going to wait till that very last week that he has to in order to get which eligibility. Honestly, could be fine if I can just tread water until then. And in that league, I'm three and zero, so I I think I can do it. I can wait, wait, wait his time out. But it's the it's modeled the exact same way as ours with one less flex. Okay, so it's half point PPR. That's a little easier to, to swallow than if you have one less flex spot. Uh, in our league, we have two flex spots, and that it, you really got to stretch out uh, everybody on your roster. Um, all right, so you're gonna right now you're gonna try to hold on to Melvin Gordon in that league to see if you can keep him until hopefully playoff time comes and he's got fresh legs and they just try to run him into the ground. But that means he's gonna be running you in for many many points. Yeah, so I'm going to keep them. I'm not worried about it. I don't have a great team, but I've been winning. I've been putting up points every week. Cause, uh, how, did, how, did, uh, how did Austin Eckler do for you in our league? He put up week? 10 points. It wasn't great, but again, for where I got him, uh, my running backs have been doing me right. All right. So, yeah, and I, I would take 10 points out of him, especially probably because he's probably a what, RB2 flex spot for you in our league. I believe he's my RB2, uh, but he was putting up 30 points, 20 points the week's past. 
Well, he'll, he'll probably throw up a few more, or at least in the high 20s, uh, I think, again. It's just not necessarily going to be week in and week out, but uh, he'll still put up the points. Um, so then for you, uh, who was your best player overall out of any of your leagues? Out of all my leagues, uh, it was definitely Philip Lindsay. I have Julio Jones. He did good things for me. Um, Mike Evans was probably my biggest uh, surprise that uh, I, I'm really low on him. Him and Winston. Yeah, Winston. I have him in one leg. It's in my dynasty. I've had him for years, uh, and he he almost won me that league, but I unfortunately did not win that game tonight. Um, but he was probably my best overall player. I mean, it was like forty plus points. I think in any kind of scoring system that you had, he had to score at least forty points, which is just bananas. Um, so then, uh, for me, I am again for the third week in a row, one and two. Although uh, a slight shift in which leagues I did that in, I lost the league that you and I are in. I played Jake. Uh, he went off because he had uh, Mike Evans. Speak of the devil. Uh, and I played a pretty good week, uh, but then uh, I had uh, Mayfield and. Beckham go this uh, Sunday night, and they just did not get the job done. Uh, I, I don't think they would have had to put up big points anyway going into Sunday night in order for me to even possibly try to squeeze it out. Uh, my biggest disappointment there in that league is that I ended up benching uh, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, and I put it. Yeah. And what are you going to do about him, though? You know? I, well, I, it's, it's frustrating because he was. I, okay. Well, and we'll get into this a little bit too, but I obviously I had I didn't have AB, so then my wide my flex spot was open. McCoy shifted in there uh, late earlier in the week, but then I made a play for uh, Matt Collins, the Eagles wide receiver, because they were down to their number three receiver was going as number one, and then they were going to have him as their number two. I was trying to stream that position right there and that pick, uh, and it didn't work out great for me. Um, I mean, he didn't play terribly. He got me eight, I don't know, nine points, which isn't great, but it's not terrible. But then I had McCoy, who was questionable going into the game, going to be a game-time decision. That's part of why I didn't put him in. And then Let's he goes off. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Marlon Mack didn't practice all week. So I thought, I can't really trust that he's going to play. I've seen that before. Uh, usually if they're not practicing on Friday, they're not going to play on Sunday. And I had uh, a bold prediction uh, that Randall Cobb was going to get a lot of work against Miami. And instead, it went to Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a worthy prediction. But what are you going to do when you have Amari Cooper on the other side of you? And honestly, I lost by 0.6 points. Like, how heartbreaking. I saw that less than a point. You All that's your second do, isn't that your second game this season that you lost by less than a point yeah, in, real in close. any of your leagues? Oh yeah, in two different leagues. But all they had to do was run the ball one time with Nick Chubb at the end there. They had four downs and then three timeouts, and they wouldn't do it. They just they did that vertical four Madden call. <laughs> they threw it, tried to throw it down the field with you know four. It was the Seahawks second and goal uh, strategy of throw the ball. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, so I, I at least got on the on the on the uh, schneid, as they say, I believe, as the uh, saying goes, in one of my leagues. So I'm now two and one in my best league, which is the league we're in together. Then I'm one and two in this work league, and then I am still zero and three, unfortunately, in my dynasty league. And I it was my best best performance so far in my dynasty league this week. Had Mike Evans. Uh, I had Austin Hooper who threw up 20 plus points for me in the tight end spot. But, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Baker Mayfield didn't do enough for me. 
Um, and, and I played against I played against the Bears defense. <laughs> so they put up 17 points with their I think they had three interceptions. So I was not it, I lost by like five points at the end of the day. Um, what are you gonna do? I, I, I mean, I threw out my, probably my best lineup there I could have. I might have been able to tweak little guys here and there, but then that's just like, you know, that's... Yeah, we'll talk guys about Guys like later. Ronald, Ronald uh, Jones Jr. and uh, um, Trubesky was my other backup quarterback. Like, yes, after his first two games with no touchdowns, what, am I going to start him over Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. I don't think so, but can we talk about disappointments as well? Can we yeah. All right. Those? Yeah. So, so who is okay? Who's your biggest surprise, though? I guess Philip Lindsay falls into that category as yeah, well. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Evans and uh, Jameis Winston. I guess just either one of them you can pick out of a hat, and that was surprising. Well, I, I was gonna say my biggest surprise was Jameis Winston, not Mike Evans, because I know Mike Evans can do that. My my surprise is the fact that he had a quarterback yeah. who was able to get him the ball that many times right. and downfield. As Mike long Evans. as Mike Evans doesn't have the flu or isn't having a tantrum, that's fine. But my biggest disappointment was Aaron. Rodgers and uh, and Devontae Adams. I mean, again, pick out of a hat. Which one is more disappointing for where I, I bought them at? Yeah, uh, I mean, your first round pick, and I mean, you put up what, like eight points around that, give or take? Yeah, I could have had Julio Jones and I already had like 50 extra points. Yeah, that I, I was looking around just to see if there was any other disappointments before I went to mine, but I saw that and I almost had him on my list. As He's like, my honorable mention is Devontae Adams. That was just sad. Uh, I could feel your hurt on that one. Um, mine is Ertz, though. Uh, Ertz has not given me anything so far this season. He's given me a, a bland average of maybe like nine points. Um, he has yet to have over 100 receiving yards. He has had to have a touchdown. Uh, and he can't even just fall backwards for a first down in, in, in the real life of football. And so he's hurting me on two fronts. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's our surprises and disappointments. Um, all right. So oh, one thing I just wanted to get to real quick, too, uh, following up from last week in the recap, um, how did your waiver wires go? It did not go as according to planned. I got outbid for my quarterback by like $8. Uh, so I still don't have a backup quarterback, which that's fine. Uh, I think there's there's even still another quarterback you can pick up, the Giants uh, quarterback on the waiver wire. Yeah, you're actually still fine with quarterback. There's actually a few. They're all the top picks right now left in our uh, free agency. That They're all around in the 55 fan point right now, which is you know not terrible. I would not go with Matt, Matt Stafford, though. Uh, go with somebody else. <laughs> go with anybody else but Matt Stafford. Fake points doesn't do it. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that. Last week, you and I, after we got off the call, we had a little just convo about trying to see if we could work around each other as far as who were we eyeing up and kind of what were we looking to spend. And we came to a good conclusion. I The guy I ended up getting was Garoppolo, and that was the guy I was eyeing up. I think you were talking about uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, I wasn't going for him. I thought about him. He was kind of like my third guy, but I was like, I, I he's not worth it for me. Uh, and I spent, I think, I you gave me the Spendy Award this week in our league because I had spent the most. And I got uh, I got Garoppolo and I got uh, um, Matt Ch- Collins, Chalk Junior. Chalk? Oh no, up? Chalk. I got Chalk. I got Chalk. Yes, I'm sorry. First off, I started with the Fab at the first waiver wire. I got Garoppolo and Chalk. Um, which has been great. I didn't start him, so that's not so great. Um, but he's he's going to be 
a big target, I think, for the rest of the season. He's a great wide receiver three for me. He's just a, he's a depth play. He's probably going to get the nod from me next week. Uh, so I'm real happy I got him. And after I missed out the week two waiver wire, I wasn't missing out this week, and I was putting up some cash, <laughs> and I got it. I, I wasn't I wasn't going to fall down to that. And it all worked out because, um, as we'll get to, uh, he's going to fill in for certain uh, somebody else I don't have anymore. So, uh, but did you go for any other? Just quarterback was kind of you're trying to get him on the cheap. I had another play. It was uh, pick up the Chargers defense before mm. this week. Yeah, I haven't. I, I know the strategy. I just haven't done the homework to always look forward and see they who are. the Dolphins are playing and who can I pick up. I haven't done it full on yet, but I know I'm also not the only one. You obviously are, and i got to believe there's other people in our league that are somewhat well, smart know, and are doing it. You, you know, like, there's so much strategy into streaming a defense and, and the proper time to do it instead of having to spend any money at all before people see it's, see it's coming. Yeah, you're almost going to have to look two weeks down the line now to see if the Dolphins, whoever's playing Dolphins defense is available. Uh, so, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, I've already printed it off and it's on my wall. And this is why you are doing really well with a high average of points in our league. Um, all right, so that's all that. That was our weekly recap. Um, I just wanted to move into now, just wanted to talk about, have a fantasy football talk. Um, what about, what are your thoughts on fab? Now we do fab in the league we're in together is fab in your other two redraft leagues for, I'm sorry. And the fab is our waiver wire, um, pickup, uh, positioning. So fab stands for free agent acquisition budgets. Uh, and what it is basically is we get a an allotted amount of money at the beginning of the season in our league it's a hundred dollars and then you can spend that as any way you want to each round of waiver wires you don't have to spend any money but if you want a, a higher chance of getting the player you want you got to spend more money but you got to pretty much base it off of what you think everybody else is going to value the same player you're eyeing up that week um so what are your thoughts on fab do you like fab or how many leagues are you doing fab in you know uh I'm generally one of those people that is on top of the news uh, in sports. I've got it on my phone or I'm usually plugged in. And so the league that I don't have it in, I generally am able to pick up those people that are like breaking news. This person went down at practice and I'm already on the waiver wire to pick this person up. It doesn't make it fair for everybody else, but I like it. Because uh, it works out for me, you know, and sometimes middle of the night stuff, East Coast people will be asleep. I'm awake at midnight and something may happen. Someone may get arrested and can't play the next day. I can just jump on the uh, the waiver wire and pick up those people. So this is you have first come first serve waivers in your other league then? What it is is, uh, no, there's a waiver wire uh, order and it's based on if you tried to pick someone up the week before and also if you're in last place i believe you get the first pick so there's some strategy in being last the first couple of weeks just to kind of get first waiver war you know there's stuff like there's more strategy to it i personally would i like the way the fab works because it makes it even for everybody and i feel like the money part of it is very interesting to people's personalities I agree 100%. I think fab is the way to go. I, I love having to game out, like not just what players you want, but how much do you value them? And it's also like a short-term versus medium slash long-term strategy of like, well, if you just need a guy for one week, you're only going to put him a certain amount of money up. But if you think a guy is actually going to be that good rest of the season going forward, and maybe he's going to keep getting stronger, then you're going to value him in a different way and maybe spend more money on him. Or if you're just desperate 
for a certain position and you need somebody, you might have to just pony up anyway just to get a reasonable guy in there to begin with. I just think that adds a whole lot of fun. And then when you wake up in the morning, you check your email to see if you get that notification of whether you got the guy or you didn't get your guy and then you're like happy or you're sad. I love it. Yeah, it's hard for me to sleep on Wednesday morning. <laughs> you set your alarm for uh, like 12, 15, whatever it goes through and processes. I just, I wake up at some point because I'm old and I have to go to the bathroom and I just take my phone with me and sit down and, and pee like a woman. I mean, last week I was up till like the deadline debating on how much money I should do. And I, each time, like every other minute I was like upping a dollar or a dollar or two more to each uh, bid that I'm doing. <laughs> but then I ended up still losing to you. That was week. Oh God, it's, it's the worst. Cause then you're like, then you spend all this money and then you're like, shit, that was just way too much money for this guy. <laughs> the, the inverse of buyer's remorse. I still haven't been able to reap the benefits of uh, one of those purchases. One of them, it did actually work out in my favor. That was the only reason I won is because I got New England's defense against Miami. There you go. See, well, then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. A w is a W and where, whatever way you can get it. Uh, you just got to balance it out so you have some left right before the playoffs, though. That's always, that's key. Uh, and that's been my strategy in the past of not to really do too much waiver wire uh, bonanza in the beginning uh, and save it all for the end and just spur, spend like $50 on one player. It's just so much fun doing that because then you outbid everybody because nobody has any money left, especially when you can calculate it out and go exactly what is the highest possible bid anybody else can do, and then you can beat that by a dollar and it's even that much more fun. But this year I'm changing my strategy and I have been trying to make some strategic decisions. And this week you need to go after the running back for the Giants because Saquon went down. Uh, yes, that's right. So that's a great segue. Let's move on to our breaking news uh, segment. Breaking news. Um, so let's start off first with what you're just talking about. Uh, the man, the uh, number one pick and the number one running back in football, Shaquan Barkley, is seemingly out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain, which is no bueno. Um, and now up on the uh, top of the waiver wire pickups board is Wayne Gallman Jr. Never heard of the man. Uh, he still didn't do much even after Barkley left the game, so I don't know why everybody's so high on him. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're now talking to have a rookie quarterback in there, a no-name running back in there, I don't know, a crapped offensive line. Like, none of that spells success to me. So I, I, I'm, I would love to see how much somebody's going to bid on this guy. Well, if all goes according to plan, it'll be at least $18. <laughs> I have set the market. You should, and you should, you got to do some of your, uh, you know, psychological jujitsu in our chat board on Facebook so that like really get in people's head to make them say, ah, somebody's going to go after him. I don't know. You, you, you always drop a little like nugget here and there just to try to make people sweat. So I, I it's a, uh, that's part of the, the psychology, uh, the, the strategy of me. I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so that's a big deal though. I mean, like we're talking the number one pick down for four to six weeks and a high ankle sprain is not an easy thing to recover from. Those things kind of linger for a while too. Uh, so that is uh, going to change the dynamic of our league. Who, who's our number one who had him? Uh, James did actually. And that was one of the reasons that I even had a fighting chance because Saquon only put up like six points before he went down. Wow. Okay. Um, 
So then moving on, uh, back at it again, uh, AB can't, can't stay away from the, uh, news bulletin. Uh, just got to make breaking news every single week. Uh, but save the drama for your mama. I'm telling you. But the question is, though, is this for the last time? Is he saving the drama for his mama now, or is he going to bring it on back? Oh, he's done. He's done. No, you can fully drop him for a defense that plays Miami in week five. He is done. <laughs> There's no, he's going to go to, like, the, the Canadian League or the Arena League, but he is about to be Kaepernicked. All right, and I generally believe that he's probably not going to play football anymore. I do believe this. He's probably done. He did go back to school as well, so I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so that... Yes, he went back to Central Michigan, back to his old alma mater. He's taking four classes. You know, I guess those who can't will go back to school. But apparently, apparently he enrolled... A week before the Patriots even caught him. Uh, see, he's trying to become a better man. Why can't people try to understand this? that? Or he found a co-ed and is in way more trouble than we know about yet. Also a distinct possibility. Either way, fantasy football purposes, I'm going to stick with him for like two or three weeks. I'm just going to ride this out and see what happens because you don't ever know. Ugh. Drop him. You know what? Try to trade him. Try to trade him to somebody for anybody. Literally, Monte Ball. Just anybody. We don't have, we don't have Jason in the league anymore. <laughs> so who's the uh, next best fish? Who's, who is the next best? Albie, Albie. maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It would take some smooth talking, but it is possible. But anyway, I'm I'm not bailing on him yet. I want to just see what happens. His agent said there was people interested. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. I just I'm not going to give up on him. Oh, he's my third round pick. Which let's then just do a a, a straight. Let's uh, do another side. Se- we'll do a side segment here now, uh, just because we'll riff off of the AB news. So you wanted to talk about what are so far through week three, what is your biggest regret? And I think we did already touch on this, but like, what is your biggest regret so far? Yeah, I feel like we coupled it into it. Uh, my, my only regret was Devonte Adams. Uh, I should have chosen Julio Jones. That's just something that lingers every week. I mean, I could have chosen Michael Thomas and it would have been a better choice. Uh, but the Packers in the past last year, I mean, who is Miles Van Skeldrick or whatever the, the guy's name is that got all the touchdowns and all the res- – I just – what's going on with their offense? I don't get it. Yeah, and I, I said that when I saw that pick, I, when we talked about this, that it wasn't one I would have made even if he was available at my spot and you didn't take him. But that's because I was going to take Le'Veon Bell. I had Bell brain. I just – I was gonna, I was like, I'm focused in at the seventh pick. No one's going to take him and – Frankie snagged him at five. Ah, so that threw you for a loop, like right from the get-go. I knew I, I, I knew I was gonna take a wide receiver if I didn't get him, and I had three wide receivers on my list, and it was Michael Thomas, uh, Devonte Adams, and then Julio Jones in that order, and I knew I was gonna take Drew Brees later, anyway. So I went ahead and said I don't want to double up both Saints just like that. 
Yeah, no, I get that. But, you know, it's still a long season. It's week three. He, he could definitely turn it around. Um, I mean, it's the Packers. I just You have to start him every week, though. Don't try to st- start streaming him and not play him because that's going to be the week that he goes off. Um, Let's hope so. And that'll be my biggest regret for that week still. He'll still stay on my regret list. <laughs> yeah. I, and I got to say, though, I don't regret drafting A.B. in the third round. I mean, like, he was just sitting there. Everything. I, I mean, nobody sees this coming. Uh, I, I mean, it looked like a brilliant move once he went to the Patriots. Uh, and then a week later, it looked like uh, a bad move. But I don't regret it. I took a chance. I knew I was just – I was rolling the dice. I still got – Zach Ertz and Ingram after him. So, I mean, like, was there other guys I could have gotten? Um, yeah, I could have gotten uh, Keenan Allen. Um, I mean, really, though, a lot of Godwin. But I wouldn't pick Godwin. He wasn't even on my radar. That was just me not doing my research, and Godwin would have slipped through my fingers anyway. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm fine with the Brown thing. I feel like I'm doing pretty good managing the situation. Like I said, I had Deshaun Jackson, which ended up being a great pickup at the end, even though he's hurt right now. I pick up, um, I got Shark on my on my roster now. Uh, McCoy's on there. So McCoy's, McCoy's like a great flex guy now. Uh, I don't think he's going to be bonanza every week, but he's at least a valuable flex position to be in that spot. And that's where AB was at anyway. So I'm going to be okay so far with AB. He's not killing me. Uh, I'll, I'll make it through. And I took a chance. It didn't work out. But what's the difference between me drafting Brown in the third round, him not playing anymore, and look at uh, Barkley, though, the number one overall pick, not going to play for four to six weeks? Uh, it depends on whether or not AB plays at all. If he doesn't play at all, then that's the difference. He only gets you 17 points on the season. Right. But, I mean, like, Barkley is hurt four to six weeks, and who knows how good he's going to be when it comes back because high ankle sprain, like, those, those things linger. I'm just saying it's like – James without him for now possibly six weeks. Like that's now half the season that he's gone. It's week three. Uh, that he's got eleven weeks to heal for the playoffs. So if he can again, it's sort of the Melvin Gordon situation. It's the exactly like the Melvin Gordon situation. Uh, if I if I can get through without him, then I still I'm so happy that I have him for the playoffs. But. He has to stay healthy for the playoffs, too, if he doesn't get re-injured. Yeah, and not playing for that long, you know, is he going to be a little sluggish? Is he going to have that game speed? All those kind of things. So we'll see. I mean, we can't predict the future. All you can do is trust yourself. That is correct. All right, great. So let's move on then to some strategy talk. Strategy talk. Um, I wanted to know, after week three now, where does your roster stand? Uh, again, we're talking about our league that we're in together. Like, where does it stand? So, like, is it something that you're going to sit tight on right now? Do you feel like you're going to have some more churn? Do you have you had a lot of churn so far? Like, where do you feel like you're standing with your roster and, and going for the next the next two or three weeks? I've done. I feel like I've done really well. I did a lot of research for the draft. Um, you know, I, I always want one spot that I can kind of think of as disposable. At any moment, I can pick somebody up off the waiver wire and drop this person. And uh, I've got one or two of those people, Latavius Murray being one of them. Uh, he's a backup to Kamara, sort of the Saquon Barkley situation. If he goes down, I've already got him on my roster, but how good is he going to be if that happens? You know, like, why am I holding on to him if it's not going to matter when he finally gets the rock? Yeah, and I, I know that's what you talked about. Usually you're one to make a lot, a lot of moves, like every week trying to either do trades or find a lot of waiver wire pickups, but you've been pretty steady. I mean, 
you said, you know, you try to go for a backup quarterback this week, the week before you did make two moves, but they weren't, you know, doorbuster moves or like, you're not like rearranging your roster. A lot of times you in the past have tried to do a lot of streaming type of strategy, but I do feel like you are trying to just stay steady right now and see where in trust in your original picks for the most part and just see where they, where they take you. Um, Mine has actually been a little bit more churn, at least on the bench. Um, I mean, I've been pretty stable with my starters, uh, but I have been making moves more aggressively than I have in the past in our league at the waiver wire. I think this week I'm going to stay pretty steady. I might try to make one or two moves just to add depth back at running back. Uh, But um, I did the streaming uh, play this week with Mac Hollins, as I spoke about earlier, and it didn't work fantastic for me. So I took a chance. Honestly, it, it, it didn't kill me. I don't think I would have won my week anyway, so it was worth a shot. Um, it didn't really work out, but I, I don't think I'll be doing it too much more often. Uh, that was just a little that insider info of like my team, and I knew what was going on, so I took a gamble, and it didn't quite work out. But no. it, honestly, though, even watching the game, when the wall bunch catches would have been for big gains. One of them would have been for a touch. You know, I, I made the right move that I should have made. The guy just didn't then, you know, perform for me. Uh, and he had these chances. Uh, so, you know, he got, he got you about eight points. Uh, it's not too bad for a flex position. No. The only problem is you probably could have started two other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's the one about it. You were down by 40 points. Like you said, Mike Evans went off. Um, yeah, I don't even think the math would have worked out. Even if I did maximize all of my uh, top bench performers, I don't think it would have been enough to get me over the hump. Yeah, and both Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield's points combined give you just an average quarterback score. Yeah. Oh, and like one of the other things I was doing, so talking about like strategy this past week, and it goes a little bit back to my philosophy is, and I so I streamed – Matt Collins, and then I originally swapped Baker Mayfield out for Jimmy Garoppolo because they're playing Pittsburgh, whose defense hasn't been great. And I was just like, well, I was trying to just Garoppolo had a big game last week, and Mayfield yet hasn't found a total groove. So I was like, maybe I'll do that. But at the last minute, I went back to Mayfield, and I was just like, no, you got to stick with what your roster is, and don't do all this streaming and trying to play the stock market of fantasy football. And Garoppolo ended up having two more points than Baker Mayfield, but I still felt better about it because then by the time Sunday night came around, Garoppolo only had 11 points. I at least had a chance. Um, and I think that goes back to the Matt Collins thing too. I tried something new. It didn't mm-hmm. quite work, but if I just kept McCoy in there, I at least would have had, again, a better fighting chance, um, at least hope going into the Sunday night and Monday night games. But, you know, I, I, I tried something new. It didn't quite work. Uh, so I'd probably go back to my more steady approach to my roster and just stick with my best, who I think are my best guys, and at best the flex spot uh, change up depending on a matchup. So what are you looking forward to this week as far as any waiver wire pickups, certain positions that you're looking at? Is it going to be busy week? Or are you just going to, Are you going to go trying to spend some money or are you just going to try to be maybe try to find somebody on the cheap and on the sly? I haven't put too much stock in any of the wide receivers. I've only, you know, the Gallman Jr. pick is kind of where my head is at. I don't know how much I'll spend on him because I don't really think he'll do much for my team. I already have three running backs right now, so I'm not really looking. I already I have a lot of running backs, so I would much rather have a wide receiver. I just haven't really been on top. I haven't trusted people like Terry from Washington Redskins, Scary Terry, Terry McLaren. Okay. 
I like him. I, I think he's a solid flex pick. Uh, I have him in my one-point PPR league, but I haven't done that in our league because, like you said, I've trusted my picks. I've got two number one wide receivers in my number one and number two wide receiver spots. Um, so do you have any of those uh, sit or start debates? Do you have that a lot? Did you have that this past week, or did you have this coming up in our league? Um. This last week, I didn't trust my instincts. I didn't go with what I knew would be more points. I went with my my tr- my want, my desire to see something happen over what actually okay. happened. What was that? Well, that was the, putting Randall Cobb in, thinking he was going to get more work than he did, and and it's sort of it's it's hard because like even Robert Woods had some catches that he didn't catch that would have also put me just over the edge. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is where it really starts to get down to it when you start getting into the uh, you know, middle of the season. I mean, we're only week four, but after that, it's the middle of the season. But it starts now where you start having these debates of like your flex spot. Who do you start swapping in and out? Because you're kind of streaming that spot a bit, but then you do have a guy you think can do good, but you're always thinking that somebody else might have a ceiling week. And so it's like, do you stay steady with a guy who might get you consistent points or do you try to blow it up? Uh, going for a guy who could have a really big game, but then he, or he could just fall flat, which is uh, week to week, uh, is the week to week debate for the flex spots, which is what I had. Seems like you had that um, same kind of problem, but I mean, you know, it, that's that's what it is week to week for fantasy football now, getting into deeper into the season. Yep. And you're in third place. I think you stay in third place. I think I moved from first to second. Yeah, I, I mean Frankie's just right now the juggernaut. Um, he's played, I, I, he's put up so many points every single week so far that I, you know, so far he's the guy to beat. Um, Sam surprisingly is Sam is surprisingly I think one and two right now, but he still has a high points four. Um, but that's just the, the break sometimes with fantasy football. Well, then I'll try to beat him this week. Outside of that, I'm going to keep it low for the waiver wire this week. Again, I have a couple running backs maybe I might be looking at, but um, I'll tell you this, I'm staying away from the Giants running back. So you don't have... So then talk about it because I don't have my eye on any other running back. What are some other running backs that people should be looking for? Well, I don't want to give away the the store here, but I like... Well, uh, Damian Williams is is a Darren Williams on Casey Daryl Williams. I think that's a good pick because LaShawn McCoy should be injured or you know the other guy is hurt. Is that is that the thought? The other process? guy's hurt. McCoy is right now considered the lead back with Daryl Williams as the change of pace, but that offense is so spread out and they do so many different things that he could still get you a good amount of touches, Daryl Williams, uh, even in a flex spot, if you're really pressing for that, or RB2, if you're really, really pressing. I don't think it's a bad play. Um, trying to see. Eh, we'll see. Uh, Jay Samuels on Pitt is a trending up. Uh, Ronald, Darby, uh, Ronald Jones is trending up. So you're going to put some money uh, on him. Thompson on Kansas City. What's his first name? Darwin Thompson. Oh, he's the one that I think um, got hurt. So those are the bunch of Burkhead is trending up. These are only the guys who are available in our league. So these are just some of the uh, the top pickups. Um, player list. Let's try to look at fan points, all offense, running back. 
Um, Burkhead, Jeff Willis. Oh, Jeff Wilson Jr. I saw him going in a couple different leagues for San Francisco, the running back. Uh, Tony Pollard still running back in Dallas is still getting it. I guess because they're going up so much and just giving him touches at the end of the game to run out the clock. Uh, Jamal Williams in Green Bay is another guy who's got uh, some points that might be work for a flex spot. So those are some of the names that are out there right now. Yeah, I wouldn't touch most of them. Uh, Bellatrix, uh, you know, the Green Bay situation, offense isn't great, so I'm not going to take a running back by committee RB3. Um, I wouldn't mind an Andy Reid running back. Uh, I think that's the play uh, of all the ones that you said that uh, kind of intrigued me a little uh, of any of them, but... Like I said, I don't need any more backup running backs right now, and who knows what they're going to do. Is LaShawn McCoy going to play? Is Are they going to have someone else? But you got to get one of the Andy Reid running backs, and you have one of them, so couldn't couldn't hurt to have both. Yeah. Well, it just well also just as far as the PPR leagues go, they always he always throws to running backs, so that's part of the big reason why I agree that Andy Reid running backs are great thing to have on your roster especially when you again the bye weeks are going to start coming up here so this is where you have to start strategizing with certain running backs specifically because that is such a thin position to begin with you have to have some of these guys uh and see if they're going to just be able to uh fill in when you need them and maybe get hot as the season goes on and overtake uh maybe some weaker competition above them on the depth chart um, but yeah, so that's what I'm looking at the waiver wire week. I think it's going to be a little bit quieter week. Uh, I feel like other people are going to be spending big. I don't, I don't think it was a big spender week this past week, but now I think people are going to jump back in. Um, and I, I'm really curious to see where our, uh, our Wayne Gallman Jr. goes. So Yeah, I'm going to put some money on him. We'll see if I can get him. Yeah. Um, so I think that is it for this week. Um, so do you, have any, um, do you have any bold predictions this week? I believe the Browns win. Nice, nice. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of that. I'm gonna say Baker Mayfield has uh, three touchdown passes. <laughs> there we go. We we did not talk about this ahead of time. We did not know what our bold predictions were. And look at them. They sync up to end the show. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I I know I'm I'm wish casting. I'm wish casting. I'm wish casting. I have Baker Mayfield in two leagues. He's a starter on two of my teams. I need him to turn the shit around. Oh, also. Because <laughs> you have both Baker Mayfield and Beckham. I have him and Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. So I feel you, dog. Ooh. See, that's a tough position because you're just like right now for you, that's a crapshoot. It's like a toss-up of like who's going to have the big week or who's going to have a crappy week. Um, also, did you hear the Yahoo friggin' Rex Ryan saying that he thinks uh, – that Baker Mayfield is, is a fraud. I, I, I can't, uh, uh, like, it's like pot calling the kettle black. Like I love when they bring on these old failed coaches who are all friggin' bark, but no bite and don't know what they're doing. And yet they can say such things. I mean, the guy's in his second year and, uh, with brand new receivers and, in you know, tr- trying to turn around a franchise and, uh, three games in, he's already a, a failure. Uh, yeah, and there is such a thing as a sophomore slump. I mean, that that is a real thing that goes through NFL players. There's game game film against them now. People notice tendencies. Yeah, well, it doesn't help that he has a terrible offensive line. Uh, but I got a high. I have to have high hopes because I was offered many, many um, uh, trade offers in my dynasty league for him. He was like the hot commodity. Like every single week, I had one or two people trying to trade him. 
uh, get him off my hands. And I stuck to my guns and I said no. So, so far, he's not proving me right, but uh, I am holding out hope. Yeah, we'll see if he makes your regret in a few weeks. He might. He might. He just very well might. Because talk, we talked to him about him before the draft, and I was told you I was pretty high on him to begin with. And I drafted him at a decent spot where I could have grabbed other guys. <clears throat> Wentz. That, that hurts. But other than that... Yeah, you could have had Kyler Murray. <sighs> anyway, I have high hopes. I'm sticking with it. I'm not, I'm not going to fold on him yet. It's only week three. So... All right, Alex, uh, where can people reach you at if they want to follow all your uh, ins and outs and thinkings on fantasy football and anything else in life? Yep, Think Curly at Instagram or Think Curly at Twitter. Beautiful. Follow this man. He's a funny, funny, beautiful boy. Uh, You can follow me at jstravs on Twitter. Uh, Just follow me on Twitter. That's all. Uh, I'll I'll maybe uh, tweet out some uh, frustrating things during this game. We'll see. Uh, All right, Alex. Well, then, until next week, uh, we'll see how we uh, end it up and what waiver wire pickups we need. And um, good luck. Yep, happy waiver wiring. Later.